confidence and feeling good in what you're wearing equals you are present. And when you are present and connective with people, they do trust you more. You're not, you know, thinking of this dialogue in your head of like, oh, I wish I didn't wear this. I feel so uncomfortable. I wonder what they're thinking. It all falls away. You're listening to How To. I'm Amanda Ripley. This year, coming out of the worst of the pandemic, a lot of us have had to relearn some basic things, like how to talk to other humans at social events or at the office. What to say. And maybe most alarmingly, how to dress. I mean, some of us have gotten so used to sweatpants and leggings that we're calling jeans and slacks hard pants for crying out loud. Spending so much time at home, a lot of us got very comfortable with, well, comfort. And now styles have changed, we've changed, and it's all left us wondering, what should we wear? And how much should we care? So my name is Kristen. I am a 29-year-old female. I live in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and I'm an account executive for a marketing agency. So I work a lot from home, but also have to meet with clients and go into the office. Kristen's style odyssey actually started a few years ago. It was pre-pandemic, actually. I had just started dating my now husband, gained 20 pounds, as we do when we fall in love and eat all the good stuff, and my winter coat didn't fit. And I was in the struggle of like, do I make myself fit my winter coat or do I get new clothes? If I get new clothes, like how does this new body dress and how do I find clothes for it? Our appearance, whether we like it or not, is our first impression to the world. And finding clothes that are functional and flattering can be key to showing up and feeling like yourself. Which is why when anything changes, it can feel like a whole new puzzle. Two, three years later, my body has since changed again from the pandemic. Um, I'm turning 29 in July, just got married, entering this new decade and looking, how do I bring my wardrobe with me in this new phase of life to kind of be my best self? I do love certain things that are trendy, but I'm trying to get more lasting pieces that look good on my body as opposed to like what's hot right now, which might not necessarily serve me or make me look my best. Where is the stressor? Is it getting ready for work? Is it on the weekends? Where do you feel the tension? Yeah, work is really hard because I would say my style now is very high-waisted and crop top. So it's hard to go into work and show my midriff. Like It looks fine when I'm grocery shopping or hanging out with friends, but I don't really know how to pull that proportion that I feel confident in into my work wardrobe. Let's talk about work then, since that seems to be the trouble spot. Like, What do you have coming up, if anything, that you're particularly focused on? Yeah. So I work a lot from home and I do work for a marketing agency. So when I am in the office, it's very casual or trendy, but I have a lot of clients who are more corporate. So I will have to dress up. We have some annual planning, in-person meetings coming up in the summer. And that's definitely like dress clothes. And yeah, like I have a black pair of dress pants from Old Navy, but they don't excite me. And dress clothes don't (laughs) excite me. So I'm like, ah, like I I have to go shopping to find things. And I just, I'm not sure where to start. Yeah, that makes sense. Kristen, I'm curious, how would you like to feel if you like imagine this boardroom Who is the Kristen you want to show up that day? (laughs) I just want to feel like a boss. Like I want to look good and people be like, damn, like she looks good. Because I do think when you look good, you feel good. Then people will respect me more, which I know is not, maybe that sounds a little superficial or vain, but 
I think I'll give off the confidence that people will trust me and believe that I know what I'm talking about, even if I don't. Okay, this is good. This is a good goal. Lisa, how can we help Kristen look like a boss? <laughs> Lisa is Lisa Evans. She's a fashion designer, celebrity stylist, and costume designer who styled movies like Bridesmaids and Trainwreck, and she was named one of Hollywood's 25 most powerful stylists. Long story short, this woman knows clothes, but her mission is to make clothes serve the person, not the other way around. Kristen, I think you have very good instincts. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I love that you kind of describe these moments where you're having a big change, falling in love and getting married and it's different seasons and you're different sizes and you're thinking different and you're experiencing the pandemic and then you're out of the pandemic. I mean, these changes are actually more profound for people than sometimes we acknowledge and allow ourselves to realize. And in those moments, we, we just need to be open to creating the new version of what makes us feel truly confident and a sense of well-being in those moments. On today's show, we'll reach into Kristen's closet to see if we can help her dress for success. Whether you want to look like a boss or just feel like one, Lisa has some great tips that'll help you find something flattering every time. Don't go anywhere. If you've seen any of Amy Schumer's comedies, you probably know she's pretty blunt about lots of things, including women's clothing sizes. Can I help you find something? Um, yeah, uh, do you have this in a larger size? Have what in what? Uh, this shirt in, in a larger size. Have you checked under the table? No. Good luck. So? I, I just got down here. Oh. Any luck? Um, no, these, these are even smaller. Could you keep your voice down? You're scaring the thinner customers. Oh, sorry. That's from her Comedy Central show, Inside Amy Schumer. Amy hated fashion and once said that she went into fittings, quote, prepared to have her heart broken. So when filmmaker Judd Apatow asked our expert Lisa Evans to style Amy for a movie, she knew she had a challenge. And he said, I want you to, you know, to go to Marina Del Rey. And he said, I want you to meet this girl named Amy Schumer and talk to her about this movie we're going to do called Trainwreck. I went to go meet her, had a brief conversation, and I could tell she could care less about clothing <laughs> because it had never worked for her. She came into the fitting and, you know, I said, oh, just plan to be here about three hours. Oh, three hours of trying on clothes. This is going to be a nightmare. And I was like, maybe, maybe not, <laughs> you know. And by the end of the fitting, it was like someone had just told her she was beautiful. What, what did you do during those three hours to get her to that place? I think it was just the first time that she understood the proportion versus size or trend or, you know, that it was about her and it wasn't about the clothes. And once that shift happened, I think she felt um, excited about clothing for the first time and how clothing could support her and her mission on this planet. And that was a really fun process. 
Because it is a process and a formula that works for each one of us as an individual. Because what we need is something slightly different than the next person. Even when you have two people that wear the exact same size, technically, we are truly all individual. Hmm. It almost sounds like it's like instead of thinking of clothing as the main event, it's thinking of them as like, like the way you'd pick out a frame for a picture, like you want to show off the picture, right? You don't want the frame to to be the star of the image. Absolutely. So what is this magical process? Well, it starts with just one question. Remember a time you wore something, could be jeans, shirt, suit, whatever, but you put it on and you just felt great. Ask yourself, what was it that made you feel great. Kristen, I see you have some clothing behind you there. What do you feel good in? Like you can just be yourself and you feel like you can be the boss. Let's see yeah. something like that. Sure. So I got these cute little tops. So it's really just like a fitted t-shirt that's shorter and covered. Um, and then also what I've been into lately is the oversized white button-up. And like tights, I've been channeling that like coastal grandmother that everyone's talking right now and the <laughs> linen pants and airy stuff. Um, yeah. And then I'm trying to get more straight like jeans or like fitted and then wider, high-waisted always. Let's start with shape that is proportional to you and what makes you feel good. You said high-waisted, a wider leg pant or skirt, and you said a crop top. That immediately tells me that you like to bring it in in the waist, yep. right? Yep. So tell me a little bit about like, do you like a spaghetti strap crop top? Do you like a, you know, sort of mid bicep sleeve? What, tell me the shape on the top a little bit. And then we're going to put these things together and we're going to know our silhouette and we're going to go directly for that. Exciting. So yes, definitely more like a mid sleeve. Okay. Um, I have a larger chest, so I always need a higher neckline, so I'm not, like, leading with my cleavage. So anything even strappy has to be thicker to cover my bra. Okay, perfect. And I think, you know, when we're talking about work, I think probably something that's strappy would only ever go under a jacket or under another shirt anyway. But just understanding where your comfort zone is, is the most important thing to begin Do you like it to come in at the waist or do you like it a little bit wider? I I do both. Yeah. Great. So you have even more options to go with now. Now, if you were to imagine like a paper doll, right, the cutout of the shape of the top and the bottom together, right, what that shape is comes in at the waist, goes back out. That is what's known as your silhouette. So if you were to look at things, say you're shopping online, and you start to look at that silhouette online, the shape of the skirt and the shape of the top, there's many things that we can do. It doesn't have to be a crop top. It can be a shirt that tucks in. It can have a belt to accentuate the waist. It can just be a high waist enough that when you do tuck in, that it still creates that same line. So now we have, you know, a lot of variations that we can do. 
Okay, so what I hear you saying, Lisa, is that the key is this shape. And so think of those paper dolls, right, that you used to make when you were a kid. And like, what is the shape where you feel most confident as opposed to what is in style right now? Yes. Um, what do I necessarily look the best in? It's hard to be a judge of that, right, when it's you. Um, but where do you feel most confident? And then work from there. Is that right? Absolutely. We need to listen to ourselves. You know, it's like that it, it's so much about he- our health and wellness more so than it is about fashion. I think, you know, a few years back, I sort of had this epiphany with what I do that I need to, to literally pull it up out of the fashion business and put it down directly in health and wellness, because I think it is more about um, how we feel than it is about how we look. So here's our first takeaway. Start with what you love. I know there's at least one outfit in your closet that makes you feel good. Then see if you can identify that outfit's silhouette or shape and try recreating it with other clothing. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about right now, don't worry, we'll explain. We need to change our relationship with proportion versus size. We need to change our relationship with proportion versus shape and style because proportion is something that's very unique and very individual. Proportion we see in nature, we see it in art, we see it in architecture, and it's also in the human body. It's the golden ratio, right? We don't need to wear specifically what's on trend because we can create sort of our own um, proportional trends that go along with it. Because if, for example, something high-waisted is in, a high-waisted flared pant, a high-waisted maxi skirt looks equally as good as a high-waisted mini skirt. You know, it's still creating something that you feel that you're um, in proportion to yourself and in proportion to sort of society and fashion and what's going on in that moment. So there are ways to connect the dots in both directions. Another way to think about this, if it's not making sense, is to think about balance. I have a pretty long torso and short legs, for example. So I try not to wear really low-waisted pants because that makes my torso look even longer and my legs look even shorter. Or take, for example, men's suits. You might think there's not a ton of variety, but there's a lot of variety in humans, right? Like, let's say you have an unusually large head. You might want to go for wider shoulders in your suit because that creates the illusion that your head is in scale with the rest of your body. This all may sound kind of silly, but that old saying that to look your best, you need to feel your best is kind of true. There's a positive feedback loop where if you're feeling confident, people pick up on that. On a subconscious level, they can sense that no part of your brain is worried that your shirt is too short. If someone says, I love when something is stretchy, why would we buy anything that is not stretchy? (laughs) When someone says, I love high-waisted, why would we get anything low-waisted? You know, I think that we just have to give ourselves permission to be our own best stylist 
and to really focus on the things that you as an individual feel good in. We're getting ourselves mind and body in alignment so that we can go out into the world and be our best selves and be present and be connected. I love this. This is like Zen fashion, (laughs) meditation fashion. (laughs) Amanda. And it makes so much sense. It honestly is. And I think because it's not something we were ever taught that people, you know, sort of make it more than it needs to be. It actually is a pretty simple, basic kind of equation. Now, over time, the shapes and the silhouettes that you feel good in right now may change. And in conjunction with that, certain things also change in fashion that dictate sort of our perspective. One of those things that happened not that long ago is we went from all sort of wearing skinny jeans that was very, you know, in and popular to a more straight cut. We went from a low rise jean to a high waisted jean. These are all very subtle changes. We're talking inches, inches, you know, places, but they affect our view of proportion in relation to ourselves. I know we're not supposed to care about what's trendy, but let's just take a moment to rejoice that skinny, low rise jeans are over. Let's just Amen. Let's just revel in that realization. Because I, I, you know, I saw a lot of women, a lot of my friends, you know, just feeling really self-conscious. Uh, but yeah. Yes, that is progress of a sort. Uh, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. Uh, Kristen, what about this idea that, you know, if you feel most confident in this crop top wide leg look, you could sort of tweak it for work so that you're not showing your midriff, but it's still the same shape. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's so helpful. I'm even just thinking how I'll apply that to online shopping. Instead of looking at like the other bodies of the women and being like, well, that's not my body. I could never wear that. Being like, well, that item of clothing, does that fit into my proportion? And it's, it feels like it's going to be a new a new game. Honestly, Kristen, it's so much easier because it, it makes the pool of things that you're looking for that make you feel good smaller. You know, yeah. so you're like, oh, what a, what a cool skirt. That's going to be great for me. You know, what a great pant. What a what a good looking dress. That's really going to work for me. And, you know, I'm such a huge advocate of us all finding the things that make us happy. I have clients that say, I only like pants. I'm like, that's great. Let's go with pants. You know, I only like skirts. I only like dresses. We're so unique and so individual. We need to listen to ourselves. here's our next takeaway. The beauty of this whole silhouette idea is that it's like a cheat sheet. If something doesn't fit your shape, you don't need it. It may sound restrictive, but choices create chaos, which makes shopping overwhelming. So if you limit choices, you limit chaos, giving yourself room to find pieces that actually will make you feel good. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about how to find the most flattering color, no matter who you are. And then it's my turn to take a walk down the fashion runway. So stay in your seats. (laughs) 
If you rely on how-to to fix your fashion faux pas, the best way to support this show is by joining Slate Plus, Slate's membership program. Signing up for Slate Plus helps us help all the people you hear on this podcast every week. And you'll never hear another ad on our show or any other Slate podcast. You also get free and total access to Slate's website for all the news, advice, and culture coverage you depend on. So sign up now. Just go to slate.com slash howto plus. Again, that's slate.com slash howto plus. Thanks. We're back with Kristen and our expert, Lisa Evans. Before the break, we got some great tips on what shapes of clothing to look for, the paper doll silhouette strategy. But what then? Is it true that we should each only wear certain colors? You know, we can all wear any color. That's really true. We can all wear every color. This is a bold statement. We're breaking some news here, guys. But I'm going <laughs> to tell you exactly how we can do it. There are only two true neutrals that kind of counterbalance a color in any situation. So let's start with red. Red is a bright color. When you put red with what people think is a neutral, black, it's not because they're two strong colors, red and black, bold, and they look bold together. Look, you're running for office. Yes, same (laughs) with hot pink and black, same with royal blue and black. Hmm. But when you put that same red, hot pink, or royal blue with the two true neutrals I'm about to tell you, you can do it every time. And the two true neutrals are mid-gray, mid-camel. So when you think of like a classic gray suit, let's say, any color that Hmm. you put with that, hot pink, royal blue, kelly green, bright yellow, they all get neutralized a bit with the gray. And same with that sort of like mid-camel beige. They get neutralized Hmm. by it. And then the advanced styling version is you can take two bright colors, you could take bright red and hot pink, and you can still neutralize it with this gray or with this camel. You could wear a hot pink crop top tucked in to a high-waisted gray pant with a red jacket, and you would look amazing. Cool. Kristen, what do you think about that? Mind blown. (laughs) No, it sounds great. Like, yeah, picturing in my head, I'm like, yeah, that sounds awesome. But you can't do that with a black pant. It's too much. And, you know, I'm getting into some advanced color therapy styling. I think Kristen's ready for it. I don't know about me, but Kristen, I think. (laughs) Well, because, you know, I always tell people initially start with one color. And wear it with a true neutral. And that's how to learn how to wear color. After that, use that same color and build it with tone on tone. So that's why you can do red and burgundy with your true neutral, gray or camel. You can do pink and red with your true neutral, baby blue and a brighter blue. Step three is very advanced styling where... You know, you have to understand tone because certain tones, like you could mix a stripe and a floral 
and a polka dot all together. And you see people who do that and you're like, well, how do they pull that off? Because the tone of it is in the same tonal family. Hmm. But to begin with, let's just start with one color. You know, like, tell me a color that you, Kristen, that you love, that you're like, oh, in, you know, in my wildest dreams, I'm wearing hunter green, I'm wearing red, I'm wearing, what What color is your color? I do love a lot of pinks, like that hot pink. I was like, yeah, and I lead more towards neutrals now, but I'm like, yeah, a pink excites me. Right, pink excites you. It's fun. Mm-hmm. And we're, mm-hmm. we all need to have a little fun. So, well, and I don't yeah. see any pink in the on the rack behind you. So this is exactly. interesting. I see all yeah. the neutrals, right? Yeah. Let's do this. Let's just play around. You know, let's grab a pink top at some point when you're out that fits into the shape that you know. You know, we don't have to go crazy. We can just get one pink top. You know, <laughs> find the one that's like shape, sleeve length, collar all of that. And let's look for a charcoal, because I think that that fits into your world. Let's look for a pant or a skirt that works with that. Because hmm. that also really plays well um, for work with black, with white, with cream, you know, and, and then you sometimes you can pop it with a bright colored necklace or a bright colored belt. You know, there's ways to do it that the color isn't always in in the clothing item itself, but sometimes just in an accent piece. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. so cool. You're going to look like a boss. Total I'm boss. I'm excited. <laughs> I can't wait to see. You're going to send us a picture, right, of this I meeting? will for sure. <laughs> and you <laughs> know what you're looking confidence, for. right? Like I think when I see someone wearing nicely fitted, you know, pink shirt with like maybe a slightly different, like a hot fuchsia belt and charcoal, uh, you know, high waist pants. It, it's, it signals confidence and you're also going to exude confidence. It's, it's a little fun. We're not taking right. ourselves so seriously. Here's our next takeaway. Create a color palette of neutrals, gray or camel, and colors that actually excite you then essentially you can just mix and match and pretty much know that whatever you pick, it's going to be okay. Now your wardrobe isn't so much a puzzle as it is different options for your daily uniform. Lisa, what's your uniform? I know you've talked in the past about having a uniform that you just, you feel good in. So then you don't have to think so much. You know, I'm kind of a tactile person. So a lot of my uniform consists of things that are lightweight, stretchy silk. Mm. I love stretch silk. I, I wear it constantly. I always mm. feel like I'm dressed to go anywhere, anytime, and I'm comfortable. <laughs> Pulling ourselves together and feeling like we are prepared for whatever experience we're going to have um, creates also a different level of connection. Like all three of us are right now are looking at each other and we're having a great conversation because we're all present in this moment and prepared to connect with one another. That doesn't always happen if in that moment uh, you're thinking like, oh, I wish I hadn't worn these jeans. They're so uncomfortable. Quiet the voices in our head. Quiet the oh, voices. Yes. If you look at some very successful people, they all had a uniform. Coco Chanel had a uniform. 
mm-hmm. you know, Karl Lagerfeld had a uniform. The president of the United States has a uniform. Barack, right. o- Barack Obama famously said that he had like two color suits, but a bunch of them. Getting dressed was easy. Right. So you don't waste precious energy on on getting dressed because you know what you feel good. You're always ready to go. And to develop the uniform that really makes you, you is really important. I mean, Amanda, let's, let's just do this because we're here. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. I don't have to pay for this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Amanda, tell me the last time you wore something that you felt truly good. Like this, this is just me. Um, anything. Okay. So, um, you know, you know what I've really grown to love is workout clothes that don't look like workout clothes. Um, (laughs) you know, that just look a little like, like they're super comfortable, obviously, but also, and they're utilitarian. Like they got a bunch of pockets. They got like, you know, to say utilitarian. Yes. I was literally about to say that. I, I like, and, and, but there's some, a little edge to it, you know, like, um, maybe there's like a mesh front in a, like a tank top, um, but that's actually for working out, but I'll wear it, you know, to like a meeting. <laughs> uh, and it, it almost feels a little like mischievous, like, yeah, you're going to make me go to this meeting. Well, you know what? I'm going to wear whatever the hell I want. You won't notice. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I like it. weird way of being defiant. Okay. So. I've learned a couple things so quickly about you. <laughs> a, you like stretchy fabrics. B, you want to have a little bit of edge. C, you want to be comfortable. D, you need some pockets. <laughs> and I think you need pockets because are, you're probably not a purse person. Correct. Yeah. And I also, I like to walk a lot. I do walk a lot to get places. I don't like to drive, you know, so I'm like, it's got to be useful. The place where I struggle the most, honestly, is when I have to give talks, like at conferences, because I just feel that dissonance that like, well, yeah. I'm supposed to look official, I'm supposed to look formal, um, everyone else might be in suits, you know, but it's not really who I am. So that's where I really and and you're, you know, you got a 1000 people staring at you, right? So there's, like, it's unnerving. <laughs> Initially, the first thing that comes to mind for me when you say suit, I say jumpsuit. Oh. It's utilitarian. I think it's a little bit mischievous. True. I think it's, you know, comfortable. I think it's a uniform with like, you know, an amazing sneaker or a boot. And that looks amazing. Yes, that is going to be my goal. Okay, out of this. So Kristen has some homework to do. She's going to yeah. shop for something to replace those black old navy pants that she feels <laughs> no excitement over. Um, and I am going to try to pull off wearing sneakers to a talk in the next six months. Uh, because I think if you yeah. do it right, it doesn't look disrespectful or like you're, you know, kind of phoning it in. Yeah, I think there's a way to do it. Right. Like, I don't know if I would look professional. I have doubts about that. But I know I would feel like more like myself. (laughs) So it would compensate. (laughs) What if we were to switch that tennis shoe into a white boot? You know, I kind of love the white Doc Martin boots. I am like this personally. I play with the masculine feminine, you know, sort of tone. Because for me, what makes me feel confident 
to be able to be myself, but to play in the big boys club. Right. The movie business has been traditionally very male dominated ever since I've ever been in the business for, I will not tell you how many years, but many years. (laughs) So for me, I don't feel comfortable in wearing certain things that lean to feminine and and I don't feel comfortable leaning to masculine. Right. It's a delicate balance. (laughs) So here's our last takeaway. Remember that clothes are just a tool. They exist to serve you. So don't overthink it. If something doesn't make you feel confident, give it away. Kristen, I'm curious. First of all, thank you for letting me share your style session. Um, And thank you, Lisa, for the advice and wisdom and good humor. Um, Kristen, what's sticking with you and what do you think you'll, are you going to go shopping? Do you feel like you already have what you need in the closet? What's your next, what's your plan for the meeting? Yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot as we've been talking. I'm definitely excited to mix and match some of the things I have. Yeah. And play around with that. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely going to be online shopping tonight or at least looking at stores um, for some pink stuff and just other things based on the conversation. I'm just excited to approach it with a new perspective and just feel like a lot calmer. Like it's more exciting, less scary, which has been great. So thank you, Lisa. This has been so much fun. Honestly, so glad to be of service in this way. I just think, you know, if everyone has this information, and we all have a better relationship with getting dressed every day and we're more in alignment and we feel confident and we're happier. You know, guess what guys, clothing changes the world. That's, that's what it boils down to. Thank you to Kristen for sharing her story with us and for pulling out half her closet for this taping and to Lisa for all of her useful advice. We'll link to her site in the show notes. Everyone else, what's your uniform? Send us a note at howto at slate.com or leave us a voicemail at 646-495-4001. And we might have you on the show. That's also where you can send us any other fashion or other question of any kind. And if you like what you heard today, give us a rating and a review and tell a friend. That's how we can help more people. How To's executive producer is Derek John. Rosemary Belson produces this show with help from Katie Shepard. Our theme music is by Hannes Brown, remixed by Merritt Jacob, our technical director. Charles Duhigg created this show. I'm Amanda Ripley. Thanks for listening. <laughs>